Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. We are here. Well, we're not we. It's just me, KP, here to talk the Royal Rumble tonight. Just finished watching it. It's a knee-jerk reaction. Knee-jerk reaction. First of all, let's let you know that you can listen to our pods on Spotify, iHeartRadio app, Bullhorn, and The Daily Smart. The Daily Smart is your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. There are many wonderful podcasts that they cover, along with all things pro wrestling. A calendar to let you know that things like today... The Royal Rumble happened. I was pumped up about this Rumble. Two matches I've been waiting for, longing for, wanting to see happen. This version of Seth Rollins versus this version of Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. I was excited about the ladies' Rumble and I had my doubts. I wondered what on earth we could do with a men's Royal Rumble that would measure up to the fact that probably due to roster cuts a little bit. The Divas era would be heavily covered here as we saw the Bellas come out and Mickey James makes history as she comes out as the TNA champion of uh, the, I apologize, the Impact Wrestling Champion using her own hardcore country sound. But how would the men's measure up? And I can tell you it really didn't. Not for me. Maybe it did for you. It just didn't for me. Picked up a little steam about halfway through as you got into some of the more... Well, really, when Drew made his return, as we didn't think Drew would be back this soon, as he was dealing with cervical issues. Great to see him back. Kevin Owens was right after that. We'll get into the Rumble a little bit more in detail because, well, you know what? Shoot through it. It winds up being, you know, Shane O'Mac is one of the big returns. That's not really a big return. Lesnar, who lost earlier in the evening, winds up being your main guy. Spoiler Winds up being you got at the end. The fact is, once we saw how the the Lesnar-Lashley match ended, it felt like, oh, well, Lesnar's going to come out and win the world. Funny, I'll tell you exactly how you know this is a whack decision. Not whack's the wrong term. Kind of eye roll here. Lashley versus Lesnar. Brock has managed over the last few months to be a baby face, which I never thought he'd be able to really be, except for that little time period there where he was with the boombox and, and doing a little dancing. The crowd was for Lesnar. I wasn't. I was for Bobby Lashley. But the crowd was for Lesnar in this match. And he, he was doing this. The, the smile felt different because he does have a little bit. Baby face is the wrong term for a monster like Brock Lesnar, but you know what I mean. The match is strong. It's good. They're, they're fighting each other stiff. Roman winds up coming out making sure Lesnar loses. So we get a Lesnar who was cheered during his solo match with Lashley, loses, and suddenly he's booed at the Rumble because it's just predictable, and people don't like predictable. They never really have, but now it's far worse. So let's go through this and figure out how this happens. Okay, the question in my mind now, looking back on the Rumble, is was it the Roman Rumble? Was it the Divas Rumble? Was it the mom's room? The people who had great performances tonight, the people who really blew me away as performers, were all these newly crowned moms. The, the Bella Twins. Ronda Rousey makes her return and and does well. Becky Lynch, Maurice, Beth Phoenix. You know all the, all these wonderful moms that we've seen on TV that they've they've left, gone away, had children. Some of them came back, some of them didn't. Now they're they're willing to come back here and give us a little bit of entertainment. And they all had great performances. The Divas era was was heavily showcased in both the Edge, Beth, Miz, Maurice, Matt. And I thought that we got fantastic performances from all of them. 
in that match. But I do think that the women's rumble was just light years better than the men's because of the fact that you had these divas eras women coming out time after time. You had Melina come out first, and then you had Kelly Kelly come out a little bit later. As you're getting the, the people you knew would be in it, Tamina, Liv, Queen Zelina, all those people. But then you would have Michelle McCool come out, who gave us a, a, a very fine performance for what she was asked to do. You had the Bella Twins come out. You had, of course, Ripley. You had them, too. You had Mickey James come out, Alicia Fox, Sarah Logan, Molly Holly, who didn't get to come out much. I know she's not a Diva Zero performer. But Lita came out and gave us a tremendous performance, reminding us of all those great moments. She went eye-to-eye with Charlotte. She went nose-to-nose with other competitors. She gave us the Conradas. She gave us everything that we remember her for. They did do a better job, too, in the Women's Rumble. They did a much better job of telling stories. You had Naomi's old partner, and the Funkadelics come out and hit the ring. And Sonya acknowledged that this is a person that Naomi would care about. And Sonya jumps in there and jumps her and eliminates her and hurts her. And then Naomi comes in and attacks Sonya and gets her out of the ring. And then Sonya winds up helping to get Naomi out of the ring. And then you had, like, the Rhea Ripley, who's been feuding with Zelina and Mella. And she winds up eliminating both of them. And then you have Nikki attack. Rhea from behind to try to put her out. She actually sneak attacks from the opposite side of where everybody comes from. Then she winds up attacking, and Nikki winds up attacking Molly Holly to make sure she doesn't do it because there can only be because Molly Holly came out dressed as the sidekick of one Hurricane Helms. And of course, there can't be two superheroes, so Nikki attacks. And that it, they just did a better job of storytelling in the Women's Rumble. And I think that's something that <laughs> I hate. I, there was a time not that long ago where I thought we were going into like a golden era of women's wrestling. And I do think we kind of went through a little bit of that as we saw with the Sasha Bianca matches and the rise of the man before that. And then the rise of the four horsewomen prior to that, we had these great matches and I thought that the women's division was doing much better at storytelling in general. And then lately, I thought that I feel like that has waned a little bit. I do think Raw does a pretty good job of keeping everybody involved. Maybe this will be the springboard to get us into this. Because Sasha Banks, for example, leaves gets knocked out really early in this thing. And that's interesting to me. You know, Where do we go with Sasha Banks, who is one of the best wrestlers in the world? That's, that's a question, right? Bianca Belair gets knocked out, you know. Surprise, which other people said it was going to happen, but Ronda Rousey comes out. And Ronda comes out, and she is a beast. And her buddy, Shayna Baszler, hits the ring. We wind up having those two running roughshod over over the competition for a little bit. Charlotte winds up being the heel in all the big eliminations as she knocks out these fan favorites time and time again. And then eventually winds up being Ronda and Charlotte. And this is how you quickly tell the tale of what we're getting at the main event of WrestleMania, because that's more than likely what the main event's going to be. Night one, it's going to be Charlotte Ronda. And I thought they did a really good job in a short period of time of announcing Ronda back. She walks to the ring, and we immediately get her and Charlotte renewing a feud that never really got settled. Charlotte gets tossed from the ring by Ronda. They barely touched in spite of that, even though they were one-on-one for a second because Charlotte went for the big boot and she just scooped her and flipped her. So we still have the physicality we've been missing, but we know the rivalry's there. I thought it was a great job of storytelling there. 
and I feel like this is going to be a good program for SmackDown going in. Unless, of course, you were to go after Becky. I hope that's not the route we go because I, when Becky beat Bianca in 20 seconds or whatever, I said, hey, just like a lot of people, I said, hey, it's a story. Bianca's going to get her shot. Don't worry about it. And then here we are. The chance for Bianca to get a shot at the Rumble just passed. They blew their bread. They got Ronda to leave her house, quit playing the video games in the afternoons for people to watch and to come out here and, and work. I get it. Ronda's a big name. She crosses over. I totally get it. But Bianca, to me, is the most easily entertaining thing. The easiest thing for me to watch and be happy with right now is Bianca Belair on the show. And so if she doesn't get that shot at Becky, it's going to frustrate me. And I, so I hope I'm, I hope I'm right. I hope we get Rhonda, Charlotte. It makes total sense the way they told the story. It was done real well. I hope that's where we're going, but I understand if it winds up being Becky and Rhonda, cause they have unfinished business too. And they've been shooting at each other a little bit in the press, probably tease us a little bit, have Rhonda show up on raw, act like she wants a piece of the man, you know, or do they unify the titles? That's the real question, too, right? Because they've always said, hey, they're going to unify the titles here this year's WrestleMania. So we do have time between now and then. Ronda could get the belt. But I would, I suspect, suspecting we get Bianca versus Becky at Mania. Becky gets her comeuppance. And we wind up getting Ronda and Charlotte as a main event of one of those nights. Let's move into the Becky Dewdrop match. Supposedly during the match, the WrestleMania sign got hit with pyro and caught fire and it had to move a whole section during the match. Obviously, that distracted the crowd a little bit. I, I thought the crowd was totally not hot for this match. But if there was a fire in one of the corners of the building, I kind of get not being hot for this match. It wasn't great. It was a good story. They told it well. Uh, Biek, Biecki, Becky took a beating in this thing. Do drop. Beat the snot out of her. Dropped all of her weight on her a bunch of times. I like the way Dewdrop wrestles. I've liked the way Dewdrop wrestles since she was Piper Niven. I think she's fantastic. It's really hard for a person of Becky's size to look competitive with a person Piper's size. It's easier. The match was better when, when Bianca wrestled Dewdrop on, on a Monday night. Not that long ago, the match was just better, but this was okay. It was it was done well. They did they wrote the script well as Becky kind of gutted it out, and then they figured out a way to get Piper do, to get Dewdrop on the second rope as she was going to do the sit down onto Becky's sternum and put her away. But then Becky gets up in time to hit her in the back of the knee and then pump in the, the man slam, get the man slam, and the win. I thought it was. The the way the way they figured out for Becky to get advantages due to Dewdrop missing something or getting overconfident, they they did a good job. It was a well written match. The women's rumble was amazing. Following that up was hard. This wasn't as amazing, obviously, and it was clever the way they did things. It just is a little hard to sell that particular size difference. And I thought they did a good job of it, like I said, but it wasn't great. Now, let's go to something that was great and why this could be called the Roman Rumble this year. 
Start out your pay-per-view. Roman's music hits. Wow, we're doing this first. Roman and Seth. Two hottest things in the company right now. Roman comes down the aisle. He's awaiting Seth. And lo and behold, we hear Sierra. That's right. Seth's coming out to the Shields music. Dressed in the Shields gear. He does his new Joker, Seth Rollins style. Walked down the crowd. My wife pointed out that Seth Rollins had been jumped by a crowd member not that long ago on national TV. So for him to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to come through the crowd tonight. Pretty cool that that didn't bother him at all and that he just moved on into this move. Also pretty cool that he thought of doing this for the match because the whole story we're telling once Roman said, I never forgave you for that on Friday night became we're back to the story of the shield versus each other of Seth imploding this machine that they had built. And so when he does the front roll over the barricade and you, you're just like, man, this is, this is what's up. And Seth to some degree cosplayed himself right here. He, he came out and he wrestled like the architect. He wrestled like the guy who came up with all the game plans for the shield. He, he hits a one-man shield bomb on Roman into the into the announcer's table for a call for one callback. He does it just all the old moves that he had when he was in the tag division with Roman, or when when he was helping them win those those amazing triple threat matches that the Shield would have. And Roman was so furious. The more it, it was, he was so inside of his own head. But then when it came time for Roman to have the offense, you saw the ferocity. You saw the bludgeoning in which Roman brings when he does wrestle. And it was really fantastic because, you know, Seth takes a beating as good as any pro wrestler in the world. Roman's so big and so strong, and he's able to punish him, and he, he gets the power bombs. And then, like, it, Seth even broke out. This is different, but he even broke out some form of a triangle when Roman kind of got overconfident on him. But that was even better because Roman was able to do what he does, which is power out of it by basically curling Rollins and then slamming him into the ground. And then as Roman is going down the home stretch to put him away, as Seth has been able to stem the tides multiple times with the, you know, multiple suicidas into him and all those callbacks, the flybys, even the callback of the, the singles match where Roman tries to spear Seth and Seth leaps into a pedigree, which is actually Seth's best version, best version of a pedigree is the leap into it. And he hits it on Roman again. It's just so perfect how they managed to tell this tale of two people that have been linked since the beginning with one another and will be forever linked with each other. Roman's got him. Seth's down. And he won't stop laughing at Roman. And he says, I love you. I'm always going to love you. And Roman's getting more and more furious. And Seth puts out the hand, you know, hey, man, you know, put her there, buddy. We're the shield. And just mocking Roman's furiosity. And Roman winds up getting him in Soon thereafter, he gets him in guillotine chokehold, and he's got him. And he's, you know, Seth looks looks as if he's out cold, but Charles Robinson lifts his hand up, and of course, <laughs> Super Mark Pat McAfee, who was fantastic all night long. I thought McAfee and Graves and Cole and Sexton and uh, Smith. I thought they did great. I thought they were fantastic on commentary all night long. He either dropped his hand too close to the rope, or but he manages to grab the rope. And Robinson is just saying, hey, let go of him, let go of him. And and Roman is saying, he won't let me, he won't let me 
let go of. And it's it's almost like he's saying, he, I can't get him out from under my skin. It's not about the fact that I'm fixing to put him to sleep or kill him. It's about the fact that he won't let me forget what he's done to me. So he winds up losing on a DQ. Of course, he retains the title. Of course, Seth's out cold, so it doesn't really matter. As Seth struggles to his feet, we get the moment where Roman finally gets to get back and get that get even for the betrayal, the original betrayal, Seth's original sin, which was chair shot heard around the world when they broke up the shield or, or as triple h called it plan b roman goes he grabs a chair and he breaks the chair on seth he be, he beats chet set to the point where the chair can't handle it anymore and <laughs> then he goes and gets another chair and beats him on with that one so that's over we move on we have the women's fantastic rumble we have a good match with becky and then we go into lashley lesnar and they beat the holy bejeebers out of each other for the short amount of time they get i thought it was good and a lot of people killed the match online i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot i wish we could have got something else but that's not the story they're telling this week it's the same thing with with seth and roman roman goes over seth now then we don't get to tell that story again and we're going into these other things and we always want to be able to go back to the fact that somebody's got kryptonite for roman and even though he doesn't because he got choked to death, he still can say, hey, Roman, you know, you really couldn't keep your composure and beat me the other day. So we can go back to that, and we can get that match again. The finish here, as Lesnar's got Bobby dead to rights, they slam into the referee, or the uh, official. F5, his feet hit the referee upside the head. Referee rolls out of the ring. Bobby's dead to right. When he's trying to figure out what to do, Roman comes down, spears Lesnar, then he takes the title, hits Lesnar in the head with it. Bobby crawls over. Referee comes over. One, two, three. Lashley's the champ on Raw, which I think is a great call. I think Lashley is going is a good champion, to a great champion. I thought they booked him beautifully before. I think he needed to get the belt off Lesnar. If what you want to do is get to Roman and Lesnar on the other show, that's all great. It is blatantly obvious that the crowd is starting to root for Seth Rollins. I would not be surprised. If either Big E or Seth Rollins winds up challenging Lashley at Mania. Although I wouldn't be surprised either if they wind up going with some form of Roman and Seth again prior to Mania as we go down this stretch. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I always want a clean clean win, and I didn't get clean wins in either match. It's a story. And the best storyteller right now in pro wrestling, and maybe in the world of fiction, is Roman Reigns. And that's what we got here. And it was a, the, the storytelling in the Shield match was incredible. The storytelling of Roman spearing Brock and in that moment reaching out Paul Heyman to give him the title and Paul having to make the decision of what horse to bet on. And he took the tribal chief. And he came back home. He's back in the fold. And Heyman is with Roman. And we have a Brock Lesnar who's been talking for himself on these shows He's been doing a good job at that. He can go into these. They can take the angles of the first matchup and they can tweak them a little bit now as Paul is firmly under Roman's thumb. This is going to be great. Again, the moment Lesnar is pinned, everybody knows Lesnar's going to win the Rumble. So the Rumble felt anticlimactic from the jump. You start with AJ and Shinsuke, and let's just be honest, WWE does not need to ever remind us of the fact that they had the two best wrestlers in the world at one time. 
those two wrestlers had had one of the great matches in the history of pro wrestling in recent memory in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they stuck them at a WrestleMania and had them kick each other into dingling. And that's what they reminded me of right out the chute. <laughs> and it just, because of the fact that you had all these neat faces in the women's the women's rumble that you got to see and go, oh, I remember her. She was great. I like Alicia Fox. I like Kelly Kelly. I like you know, Michelle McCool's a heck of a wrestler. And she goes out there and she hits a Styles Clash on Zelina. And, you know, all these neat reminders. I like the Bellas. They're good little wrestlers. You know, and then the Bellas get to be heels for a little bit there. And it was kind of cool. And then you have Rhonda gaze over at Shayna when Shayna walks in. You go, oh, yeah, that's right. They called themselves the Four Horsewomen, too, didn't they? And, you know, or you had the Sarah looking at Liv and you, oh, the Riot Squad. Right. They gave us all those little moments. And I was really happy with that. But the the men's one just couldn't do that because they weren't bringing people from the past in. You know, they have enough people on their roster to do it. Maybe they should have. Maybe they should have tried. Maybe they tried. Maybe some of the guys that had been cut were like, you know what, man, I don't really know about coming back there. I mean, yeah, payday would be nice, but, you know, you kind of told me goodbye. That kind of thing. I, who knows how that went backstage or behind the curtain or whatever. Maybe someday they'll tell us. But I know this much. If they do tell us, they probably aren't going to tell Meltzer and them. So that's probably not where you're getting the information. But I know you guys will think you're getting the information from Meltzer and them. Because, you know, I know how people think. All right. So anyway, I loved a lot of this rumble. I didn't love the, the main event. I I feel like it was a good rumble. I feel like we had a good time watching it. I hope you had a good time listening to me talk about it. For me, KP, this has been a Go Home Heat production. Check out our friends at the Game Project, the G-I-N-N Project.com. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart. And...